100, what I'm doing, getting money, what we doing, they doing, hating on us, but they never cross cash money, still a company, bitch, I'm the boss. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by Now and Coastal Barbecue. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt, and a special guest back every conference championship weekend. Spray the board. He plays every single game, every single time. Chase Severino. Woo! What's up, guys? Thanks for having me again. Love talking sports with you guys. I hope everyone likes listening to us talk about said sports. But uh, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, Brett, how's everything uh, back down in the Sunshine State? It's hot. I mean, well, actually, the last two last two days it wasn't that bad. But my, so my my grandma she keeps the she keeps the heat up pretty high. So yeah, or well, yesterday it was like sixty degrees. You know, she's got the freaking heat on seventy eight degrees in here. Oh, whoa, whoa. dude! Yeah, I mean, it's heat on seventy eight. Yeah, I'm just ha- I'm just happy to be here with you guys right now, honestly, because I didn't know if I was gonna make it. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, it's like a puddle of sweat in the bed. I would sleep outside. I can't. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah, tough. I got like three fans going. I got everything going. But, but yeah. So so, but I mean, I'll, I'll be back up in Carolina for for Christmas time anyway. So. Jesus Christ, yeah. I'll be in the triangle um, a little bit uh, during Christmas week, so we'll have to get up and get a beer or something. Yeah, that sounds good to me. But uh, can, can you believe that we're already here? Dude, it's, it's come and gone. You blink, and then it's like, damn, it always man. does. There's only a couple more shows left. I know. We already got kids in the transfer portal. Rumors yeah. of, rumors of, of bliss. It's it's wild. Yeah, um, and next week we'll get Jake McVeigh on, as always, to preview bowl season, but are you guys I'm doing? Are you guys doing the whole there. the whole bowls and in, in one thing? Or are you? How are y'all doing that so, this year? I'm thinking next week, and you know, we can decide this later. But I think that we just recap like the New Year Six and the big bowls because I mean, unless you're very confident on yeah. any of the other bowl games, I mean, I'll probably just live bet like after the first quarter, and I'll like see something because it, it it's insane to like like bet on those games with. So many people sitting out and so forth. Like, you can't keep up with it all. Yeah. So it'll definitely be, you know, watch a quarter, place a bet, and, like, see if it hits. Um, there won't be a lot of, like, anything booked beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't usually watch. I mean, besides the big bowls nowadays, I really don't watch the bowls that much, honestly. Just because so many people sit out, it doesn't even I really care about it anymore. It's definitely less attractive over the last couple of years. I yeah. will say, working from home, it is nice to have something on in the background. You know, like you, like you get to that one o'clock, two o'clock hour. Okay, let's turn on like JMU or like you know, like Marshall versus somebody, and like the Myrtle Beach Bowl last year. It, yeah, it was like it was great or something. So okay, let's just turn that on. <laughs> it's a noon you know, on a Monday. <laughs> but I will say, today uh, working from home, it was nice uh, seeing Tiger uh, playing yeah. uh, the golf tournament in the Bahamas. I, I watched a couple holes in. It's all in the living room. So yeah, I've been watching. Oh, well. yeah. Um, very, very glad to see him play. Hopefully, he plays in at least like two majors next year. Yeah, I hope so too. All right. Um, so Chase, your time in West Virginia will be coming to an end soon. Um, I'm guessing you guys don't even keep the heat on 78 up there, do you? It's on 65. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's been pretty cold here. Where they've got like a little. Uh, electric furnace thing that we keep on living room but you know it's i i like being cold 
I, I mean, I can't yeah. sleep hot anyways. No, I can't either. Well, I've been learning how to do it, but. <laughs> Talking like a true West Virginian. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into week 13. Week 13 was great. Um, you know, Brett, I kind of had you in my sights to um, actually, like, beat you this season and, like, and picks one. It's so. getting good. Yep, we're tied in going into week 13. We're both up 23 games on the season. We're both up 23 games and have four ties. So let's jump into it. The leader in the clubhouse last week was myself. I was 7-3-1, and one, um, seven wins. Iowa plus two and a half. Mizzou laying seven and a hook. Michigan laying three and a half. Never really a doubt there. It's nice to get it done late. Chase, pull that away from your face. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to look at <laughs> like you're like a windstorm. <laughs> Virginia Tech got it done in the Commonwealth Cup. Bama Auburn over. Um, thanks to a little bit of chaos. Clemson got it done against USC. Not pretty, but they got it done. And like I said, if there's one thing Chapel Hill's going to do, they're going to lose to NC State. They're not a very serious. They're not a very serious football team. Um, three losses. Uh, UTSA did not get it done against Tulane. Uh, Alabama first half was a miss. And Florida. Florida was in such great position to win that game. They were. And they just do dumb shit. Every every big game Florida has, they cannot help but to do something stupid. So they did not cover six and a half. And my one push was the Egg Bowl Ole Miss Lanton. So seven, three, and one brings me to 64, 41, and four overall on the season. Uh, next up was Brett, six and four, six wins. Iowa plus two and a hook. Oregon laying 13 and a half. Mizzou laying seven and a hook. Never a doubt against Arkansas. Oklahoma laying nine and a half, also a very good call. Michigan laying three and a half along with me, and LSU covered 11. Uh, four losses for him. Bama laying 14. Bama first half did not hit. Florida also mm, tough. And Louisville did not cover seven and a half. They lost outright to Kentucky. So, Brett, six and four week brings you to 56, 33 and four. Um, what do you think about your plays last week? I mean, Bama really screwed me is really what it came down to, honestly. I mean, those were two of my bets. They were even lucky to win that game. I mean, that was one of the one of the classic Iron Bowls. But yeah, that was oh, those was two tough losses. And then Louisville just I don't know. I mean, they made Leary look like a good quarterback, which he has. So I I don't know, but I think I think we me and you should both should both play the same amount of games this week just to really make it interesting. I think. Okay, if you can come up with a seven, try that. But if not, I can probably leave one off. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, I I got I'll try to play one more. Actually, no, I'm I'm taking one off because we briefly talked that SM that SMU line is moved a lot, so that's actually not a play for me. So I'm good with six. All right, that's good with me then. All right, ten four. And next up was Papa Dave four and four. Uh, wins Michigan, Auburn, Alabama over LSU and Georgia Southern, App State over 63. App State went off. That offense is amazing. I didn't think they would put up that many points, but good God. Um, and four losses, UTSA with me, Oregon, Oregon State over 61 and a hook in the Civil War. Washington did not cover 16. And dude, big scare there. Um, we'll get into Washington. And Clemson, South Carolina did not go over 51. Very low scoring affair, but the Tigers did get it done on the field. So four and four for Papa Dave brings the guests to 46, 29 and two for the season. And now in Oak Coast Barbecue, UNLV laying two and a half. Miss. They are six and seven this year. Not as good as they were last year, but um, hopefully they can finish even for the year. They have a play this week. And shout out to Dave, player props. Dave went five for five 
on Saturday. Um, player pop, player props, just amazing. So um, overall for the week, 17, 12, and 1, 172, 113, 10 overall for the season. We have done nothing but give out winners. So um, if you haven't blindly tilt this weekend, probably last call for alcohol. Highly recommend you doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, I was with Dave on Thanksgiving, and I mean, he absolutely everything. <laughs> Just hammering it. He was. Yeah, his sides were set, and he was winning. Well, we can go ahead and jump into it. Since Chase is going to play all 10 games, we will try to keep this to a reasonable uh, show here on a Thursday afternoon. So, Chase, if you would like to go ahead and take the reins, we're going to go in order. Um, so, let's start Friday, December 1st. 7 o'clock kick, New Mexico State and Liberty. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I'll, I'll start since I doubt. Do you, do you have a play on this? No, I do. Oh, I oh, do. Sweet. Not. All right, well, I'll, I'll get it going. Uh, this game is at Liberty. Uh, they actually played in week two at Liberty. Liberty won by 16 then. Uh, it was – if that game, the over-under was 54.5, and they had 50 points at the end of the third quarter. And then they scored nothing in the fourth quarter. It was wild. It's a weird fourth quarter, 900 yards of total offense in that first game. Uh, New Mexico State's come a long way. They're all, a lot better of a team, I think, than back then. So I'm going to stay away from the spread on that one. But I love the over 56. Um, I think they, they're not going to score zero points in the fourth quarter again. So over 56, I think I can get that somewhere, right? 56 and a hook. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, let's do it. Yep, I took this earlier in the week at 55. Um, I'll take 56 and a half too. I take this probably up to about 60. So I still think we have um, some pretty good value here. But every reason you said, I did look at the last game. But Liberty, like they can, I think Liberty wants that um, group, group of five spot or group of six, whatever they call themselves now. With the with the Pac-12 dying, but I think Liberty wants that non-power five bid, and they're going to need style points to do it. So I could see them running it up. Like if they can score fifty-five, they may try to. And New yeah. Mexico State's also going to score Liberty's defense. They're they're good, but they're they're sketchy sometimes. Yeah, they haven't really played anybody. Uh, Liberty kind of reminds me of uh, Marshall back in '99. They went undefeated, but they were in the MAC, and the only game that they really won significance was at Clemson. Uh, 13 10 and so it's like they they played everyone they beat but you got to schedule a little better yeah for sure all right i'm with you there uh brett you have a play on oregon washington at eight o'clock on friday night i do i do indeed um you know i was kind of well i don't know if i'm surprised to see the line nine and a half um just because i think everybody has thought since that game against washington oregon's played better um, but I, I'm staying away from the spread. I'm taking the over 65 here. Um, I just feel like Oregon's going to be able to put up probably 40, 45 points. And I think Washington will be able to get their fair share. So I think this is, and I, I think this is another thing is these are two Heisman candidates going back, going uh, against one another. I think Bo Nix is probably, better position than uh Penix at this point but both of them are going to want to put on a show so I think there's going to be a lot of point scoring and I, I think we know that Washington's defense has not been 
good at all the last like five, six games. So uh, I like the over here. All right, Chase, what's your play here? Yeah, uh, the the Oregon defense has just been on a tear. They haven't allowed like 200 yards passing in I think like five or six games. Uh, I think they really want to prove to committee that they're in. Um, I think they cover the nine and a half and, uh, you know, kind of blow out washed there. Excuse me. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> Bless you. I missed out last one. My brain was spinning. What's your what's your pick? Uh, Oregon nine and a half. Okay. Um, I'm going to fight you on this. Uh, I'm playing Washington plus nine and a half. Wow. I think it's going to come down to a situation to maybe where Oregon's up by like 13 or so. Pinnock's going to get the ball ass, go in, touchdown, create some drama. Maybe Washington doesn't get the onside kick, but I think they keep it close. Um, and again, like I say, it could come down to whoever has the ball last. Washington could have a chance to win. So although Bo Nix is my Heisman favorite, he has been as of about six weeks ago, and he's on track for that. I wish I could have placed that feature. I'm going to take Washington um, in a close game, but I do think the Ducks will win. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's in Vegas, so there, there should be some influence there. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see how they play on that turf. I think Brett had a good call there on the, uh, the over for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, right. so it, I guess we, we we'll we'll get to the situations for the the playoff. I guess a little later on. <laughs> yeah, we yeah hold, hold off on that. So Brett's on okay. Oregon, Washington over sixty five. Chase is on the Ducks laying nine and a hook, and I'm on the Huskies catching nine and a half. So that wraps up Friday. We will already know one team's playoff spot. Um, let's go to the Big Twelve Championship. Oklahoma State at Texas. Are they playing this in Jerry World? Yes. All right, so home game for Texas. Um, I have a play here. Brett, I'm interested to see what you have because I know you have some strong feelings about the Pokes. I'm staying away from this one. I think, yeah. I Well, actually, no, I did. I, I, I don't have a play on the spread, though. I'm, I'm taking another over. The 54 and a half. I think Texas has been playing well right now. Um, they've been scoring a lot of points. I think Oklahoma State's defense is not that great. I think they'll give up a lot of points. I think Texas is also going to try to make, you know, let's say that, well, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but let's say that um, Alabama beats Georgia, then the whole conversation happens. So if Texas blows out Oklahoma State, then I think that kind of gives them an even better chance of getting in the playoffs. So I think that's kind of the whole scenario. So I think they're going to want to try to kill Oklahoma State, which also means put up a lot of points. And I think Oklahoma State will get their fair share of points. So I'm taking the over here. The The Pokes have just been up and down. I mean, I was all over them, and then they got blown out 45-3 versus UCF, and that kind of made me uh, come back a little bit on them. Yeah, um, I'm going to play the first half. I can get it seven and a half. It's just because Oklahoma State starts off so slow. Um, again, if they mount a third or second half comeback, won't be shocked. But I think Texas can be up by about 10 going into halftime. So give me Texas first half, laying seven and a hook. Definitely hook territory, but I think more often than not, just seeing how Oklahoma State start games, um, I, I like it. I like this one. Yeah, you kind of you took my pick there. Uh, <laughs> I, I On my book, it was Texas. Uh, eight in the first half, but I'll take I'll take that half a point there. Uh, I would take Texas if 
the spread was 13 and a half or 14. Yeah. 15 is a little too much. Uh, so right there with you, Tup Marcus, on that one. Yeah. I, the, Oklahoma State's had a weird 14. year, hadn't they? Yeah, they started off slow. They lost to South Alabama, which kind of gave me made me give up on them. And then they found their quarterback, and then they, they beat Oklahoma, you know. Um, so they went on a little run. But then after the UCF debacle, it kind of made us fall off a little bit again. So I just know that they give up a lot of points. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chase, talk to us about the Mac. I went to um... – I talked with the senior friend of the show, senior correspondent of the Maction, uh, Jacob McVeigh. Uh, we talked about this game in depth. <laughs> uh, this is another rematch. Uh, Toledo won 21 to 17 uh, at Miami. Uh, the thing about that, though, it was 21 to three at half, and they kind of, you know, took their foot off the pedal uh, for some reason, and so you know they didn't, they didn't cover the like that game wouldn't have covered the spread now uh so we're going to go with a slight lean on the the over um i think because it's at ford field you know this isn't tuesday wednesday night out in the cold maction this is like on an actual saturday on a nice nfl field with grass so we're going over with the 43.5 um jake said he's probably going to stay away from most of this game uh pre-game but like he's going to do some live betting. And if you want to follow in on the live betting from our senior Matt correspondent, Jake McVeigh, just follow him on X or Twitter or whatever it is, at McVeigh, M-C-V-A-Y underscore four. Nice plug. <laughs> Brett, I'm guessing you're not playing the, the Mac championship. I am not. Sorry to disappoint. Are you playing the Mountain West by chance? I am not. Okay, Chase. Uh Boise State in the uh, in the running reps. What you got? Well, I bet on UNLV last week, uh, and they lost to San Jose State. And the Mountain West has like if there's there's a three way tie between Boise, San Jose State, and UNLV, and they let the computer computers decide, like the former BCS computers, like that's how they ranked them. And so the computers had UNLV one, Boise two, San Jose State three. Uh, so this game is played in Vegas, uh, same as same place as the Pac-12, like just the next day. Uh, I'm not betting on UNLV again. They, I can't believe with the conference championship on the line they threw that dud up. So we're going, we're going Boise two and a half. Boise beat San Jose State, who beat UNLV. Is kind of my main reasoning behind that. Trickle down, trickle down wins and losses. Okay, yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, I didn't watch. I haven't watched. I watched a little bit of Boise earlier this season, but I haven't got eyes on them a lot. So um, no play for me. I just don't know enough about these teams. Yeah. The point total is pretty high, though. Uh, 59, 60 points. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a little too high for me just because that little stinker UNLV put up last week. So I think Boise covers handily. All right, beautiful. Let's talk about the biggest one we got going on where game day is going to be. CBS, not 3.30, but at 4 o'clock. Tune in. Um, Georgia at Bama, technically, but more of a home game for Georgia. This point spread has been interesting throughout the week. I saw some fours. I saw some four and halves. Now you see some sixes kind of all, all over the place. It looks like, you know, five and a half, six, you can get it whichever way you want to go. Um, I'm taking, I'm playing two in this game. I'm taking Georgia laying five and a half, and I am also going to take over 
um, 54 and a half. I think that there's going to be a lot of points. I mean, final score, I kind of see like a 30, like a 34 to 21 type game. So I definitely see this going over. And I think Georgia is probably, I mean, I'd probably take this up to like eight points. So um, I'm on the dogs in the over, hoping for a lot of offense though. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking Georgia as well, five and a half. I I think a lot of people probably will take Georgia just because of the way that Alabama struggled at Auburn last week. Um, but I, I think this I think Nick will have them ready. I think this is going to be a good game. I don't know if Alabama is going to end up winning, but honestly, I hope they do because I want controversy. That's what I. That's <laughs> what I. Really, I'll be cheering for Bama. Roll tie, baby. But um. I, I think Georgia does win, and I I think we'll see them again in the playoffs. All right, Chase, what you thinking here? Oh, yeah, I've uh, just, you know, one of, everything you guys said is kind of spot on there. Um, I know that's not fun to listen to list, the listeners for us to just agree on everything, but uh, I'm taking the over. Uh, Georgia neutral site overs have hit five in the last six games. So wow. I, I like a lot of points scored, and that's a pretty good stat there. Beautiful. Easy as can be. Sweet as pie. Uh, Troy, this is your territory. Or, or sorry, let's, let's wait on the Sun Belt. Let's hit the American Athletic uh, Conference Championship. SMU, Tulane. Dude, I got before, SMU before, earlier before, in the week. Before we jump into that, I think I think the barbecue boys had a, had a pick on the SEC game as well. Yes, they did. Excuse me. The piping hot pick of the week is Georgia playing five and a hook. So I need to play... Let's party. Me, Brett, the barbecue boys. And then, Chase, we're going to do it on the over. Okay, let's do it. Jesus, thank, thanks for making me pump the brakes. Yeah, you're good, man. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. You're just, so you're just at, excited about this uh, American championship, huh? <laughs> well, I am. Well, Tulane has a home game. They're playing, um, they're playing yeah. in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, SMU. Yeah, they're actually playing Probably at Tulane Stadium, not 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 the Saints, not the Superdome. They're playing at Tulane's actual stadium. Oh, they're not in. Is it the Caesars Superdome now? Yeah, I think so. But they're not playing there. They're playing at their actual stadium. Yeah. What? How I'm, fair is that? That's like that's uh, like for basketball for uh, Kansas always playing in freaking Kansas City, Missouri for the Big Twelve tournament. It pisses me off every single year. Well, so like, so for Conference USA, for um, the Mountain West, for AAC, and for the Sun Belt, the number one seed is at home in their conference championships. Damn, fun fact. Yeah. Anyways. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know how true that is. It looks like the Mountain West, they're playing in Allegiant Stadium, so they're in the black box. Yeah, so so that's UNLV there in Las Vegas. So they, they get to right. decide. They they decided to move it over to that one because of the uh, they get more fans in there. That's a that's a pretty nice advantage right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but as we kind of foreshadowed, this line has been all over the place from three and a half up to five and a half. I took SMU at five and a half um, on my book earlier. It's back down to three and a half most places. So I don't have a play on it. Um, that's one I threw off of my card. But Tulane has just burned me over and over and over again this year. Um. So, I don't, I don't, I don't trust those boys. Chase, you have so, to play here. 
Yeah, so SMU probably would have actually been favored in this game if Preston Stone didn't break his fibula against Navy, uh, their quarterback. So, like, I still I still think they're going to win with Kevin Jennings. Um, like you said, Pratt looked like dog shit against San Antonio. Uh, and SMU has a significantly better defense than University of Texas at San Antonio. Uh, so, I think they're going to win outright. I'm getting three and a half points on it. I'll take them. You going to play the money line plus one fifty five? I will, but I want my my, my yeah, official pick on here to be three and a half. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brett, what's your what's your feels on that game? I actually have the play. Um, I, I took the over here. SMU can put up points, and I mean, I I don't think they're going to take a step back even without the injury. Um, like we talked about, Tulane's kind of been up and down, but they can also put up points. So. I have it at 47 and a half. You can get it at 47. That's the yeah. most consensus. I can get for you. This can be a, I don't know, 30, 27 kind of game. I, I just thought it was kind of low spread. I mean, SMU's been putting up points all year, too. And I, I mean, I know Chase said with the injury, but still, I, I think, uh, and they've also been giving up some points, too. So I, I think the over 47 and a half here. Yeah, I kept. So SMU's had so many blows blowouts this year. Kevin Jennings has actually had some playing time. Granted, it's mop up duty, but you know he's thrown for t- three touchdowns this year. He's got some yards, so he's. It's not like he's just coming in cold. He's played this year. Uh, he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback in, in his own right. So I, I definitely agree with you there on the over. All right, Chase, it's your time to shine. We're going Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, so like. The app defense has really turned the corner. Uh, after, like, Frank Gore Jr. tore him up in Southern Mets, they have just really absolutely turned it on. Uh, but Troy also has a great defense. They've got 40 sacks already this year. You know, the thing with Troy is they don't turn the ball over. Uh, so, like, you kind of have to actually beat them. The app relies on the big play. Uh, 13 touchdowns from outside the red zone in the last five games. So what that says is they're, they're doing the big chunks. They're relying on that. Troy has only allowed five of those touchdowns outside the red zone all year. Uh, so kind of all this is coming around to, I'm going under, 53.5 is what I got at. You can get 53. Well, yeah, under, baby. So. All right. Um, isn't it wild that App State made the conference championship game? I think they like, earned it. Weren't there? Well, weren't there a lot of, like, tiebreaker scenarios and, like, stuff that needed to happen down the stretch? Wait, are, aren't, like, eight Sunbelt teams going to a bowl game, too? Twelve Sunbelt games. Twelve bowl, twelve bowls for the Sunbelt. Uh, one off Holy the record. Holy shit. Yeah, we had a lot of six and sixes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, our, they Sunbelt did really good out of conference this year. Uh, took care of business against the Power Five and uh, our, the rest of our group of five. So we've got 12 bowl teams. And uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty competitive league. Like we, I think if you take, you know, most of the teams out of Sun Belt and put them in the other Mountain West or MAC or something like that, they'd probably go undefeated in conference. Uh, it, it's Dude, a pretty competitive conference. Nuts. That is insane. Like, and that's why I had the thought in the back of my mind that there were a bunch of like tiebreaker scenarios because like all the teams were about even. Yeah, Troy won the West outright. Um, if App would have lost. And then Coastal would have won. There would have been a three-way tie for first in the East with Old Dominion in there as well. 
So, it, but it didn't. It, Bath won. They took care of business. They earned their spot here. They, after starting slow, they looked really good as of late. Twelve teams in a conference going bowling. That's impressive. Uh, Brett, you have a play here? No, I'm staying away from this one as well. All right, so that takes care of the four o'clock games, and we have two eight p.m. games. Let's start in Charlotte, uh, Louisville Cardinal playing um, the Florida State Seminoles. No, Jordan Travis is done. Back to quarterback, Kate Rotomaker. Who, who's got to play here, Brett? You, I think I know what your last play is. You're probably playing an under on a game. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I I do have a play on this one though. The, okay, I, I'm taking FSU in the points here. I think the main thing is is you're one game away from the college football playoff because we saw the last rankings. They're number four. If they win, they're in. I, I don't think there's any debate. I mean, if, if they somehow get knocked out because of craziness, and that's going to be another conversation for another day. But I think it basically comes down to, I think FSU has the better athletes than Louisville. Um, I really thought Louisville would take care of Kentucky last week, an average Kentucky team that has not done anything all year. But to go to Louisville – and lose that, or uh, for Louisville to lose that game, I think that showed a lot. They've also got crushed by Pitt er- earlier in the year. So um, I-, I like FSU in the points even without Jordan Travis. Okay. Uh, I'll go I'll go last on this with Marcus. I'm sure you have some analysis on the uh, ACC here. Yeah, no official play for me. I would lean the under 47. I think Florida State's defense is going to stay strong. Louisville's offense just looks so bad sometimes. Um, Plumber back there, like he's he's really hot and cold. Although they found a lot of ways to win. Um, Florida State's offense, a lot of weapons, but you know you're only going to be as good as your backup quarterback. So I like the under 47 and a half. Um, going to be a chilly night here, maybe a little rainy here in Charlotte. So um, that weather does not constitute a lot of points. So I would lean under, but no play. Yeah, this one, this one's. This one's a tough one for me. You guys are like the, you know, the ACC guys. Like you guys have been following it pretty hardcore all year, uh, especially you, Marcus. So like I was, I kind of, this is like the only pick where I left it blank, where I was just going to kind of listen to what you guys had to say and probably follow along. So I'm going to follow Brad on this one. Okay. So you are both on Florida State land two and a hook. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I am rooting for Florida State to win too because if somehow – Louisville loses and they fall lower than NC State in the CFP rankings, and NC State's going to the Orange Bowl. And honestly, after watching Brennan Armstrong the first like three games of the season, I would have said there's no way this team. I, I thought they'd have to beat Chapel Hill to make a bowl game, but better yet, an Orange Bowl. It's maybe a magical year for the Wolfpack. So I'm pulling for the Seminoles. And last but not least, Michigan, Iowa. It's amazing Iowa only lost two games with that offense this year. It's a, a true anomaly um, if I've ever seen one, like some shit from outer space. Well, the, but how bad the Big Ten is. Yeah, the Big Ten is they, they should have only lost one because uh, yeah. that guy, That's that, true. Kick, that kick return, he, he he didn't really call a fair catch there. That was some BS. Yeah. <laughs> I on that because I had them the points on that one too. Yeah. Yeah, against Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Michigan's coming into the game a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. Shoot. Over under is set at 34. 30, 35-and-a-half, 35 probably the best number if you want to play the under, and that's where I'm going. 
under 35 ah. for this game. Nothing. <laughs> dude, if, if Michigan gets up 21 to zero, they're going to sit on it. See, I, and Iowa's not going to score more than 10. I see. The problem is, is I can see Michigan scoring 40. Like, I can see this being a 40 to zero game. I mean, because Penn State put up 39. I think Penn State score was like 39 zero on them earlier in the year. I think, I just think Michigan, or I think Iowa, I don't think Iowa's going to score. So it's going to be all Michigan, but I can still see them putting up like anywhere 35 and above, which is scary. With that being said, I am taking Michigan to cover the 21 and a half. All right, so I am on Michigan, Iowa under 35, and Brett is taking Michigan to cover 21 and a hook. Yeah, I'm, I'm going – I'm also go taking Michigan to cover. Um, I do not think Iowa will, will score an offensive touchdown uh, on Saturday. So, you know, maybe they get a little special teams action or some crazy funky fumble or something crazy. But I, Michigan's going to cover this. They're not going to score. Iowa's not going to score. And, uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's do it. I hope you guys don't get hooked here. This is territory. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm nervous about getting hooked. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I feel pretty confident that they're gonna, and they might. Michigan might have even a couple defensive plays of their own because. What's yeah. what's the what's the first half? Uh, what's the first half spread on this one? Probably like 10, 13 and a half. Mm. Well, you can get ten and a half if you want to play that. That's the best number. I it's not ten and a half. At that point, I could see it being 21 0 at halftime. Yeah, I think I'm going to switch mine to Michigan first half. <laughs> I, Michigan I like that first a lot. Half playing yeah. 10 and a half. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty good value for the, the total spread being 21 and a half. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised about that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I would I would add the first half, but I don't want to go over my me and Marcus Greed on six. So. Yeah, I don't have another game to throw on either. I mean, if, if you want to like go plus one, I'll take the Florida State Louisville under. No, I, listen, I don't want to put you in a bad position, so I'll, I'll no excuses. <laughs> We're fighting to the death. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk a little bit of CFP playoffs. So I think we can all agree that there's two teams that are locked in for the playoff. That you know, no matter what happens, if Michigan or Georgia somehow get upset, they're still going to get in. Um, so those last two spots, let's say Florida State loses to Louisville, they're done. Um, Washington beats Oregon, you know, one of them are going to get in. So it comes down to Ohio State, Bama, Texas. Which you well, think? I, I kind of disagree there, man. If, if, yeah, Al- I, if, if Alabama beats Georgia, we could be looking at if, if obviously Texas wins, Michigan wins. Uh, one of the Washington Oregon. If Alabama beats Georgia, there might be a situation where there's no SEC team in the playoffs, because like Texas has a conference championship and they beat Alabama, so you can't put Alabama in over Texas. That's how I feel. I mean, I, I'm on the same boat here. I would love that so much. <laughs> if no SEC team was in there because <laughs> I, I don't think the committee would do that. But I think that's how it should be. If that's what happens, then that's how it should be. Because how can you put Alabama in over Texas when Texas went to Alabama and beat them in Tuscaloosa by uh, double right. digits? You can't. And you and you can't put Georgia in because they lost. They lost to Alabama. You know. I agree with. I agree with the scenario. Alabama, Texas, but. 
I think Georgia can do no wrong here. If they lose, they still get in. I think they'll be a three seed. What 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 if Georgia loses by like double digits? Like let's say they lose by ten to fifteen. I think they still get in. No nah, man, I would Georgia hate Georgia does Georgia and Michigan <laughs> do not get left out under any circumstance. I mean if Michigan loses to Iowa, then my goodness. Yeah, that would that would be that would be fun to be a committee, just to be a fly on the wall of the, watching the committee watch the games if some craziness happens like that, some upsets there. I mean, the crazy thing was, is like, let's say FSU loses to Louisville um, and then Alabama beats Georgia, then FSU is definitely going to be out. Yeah, <laughs> FSU's out with a loss for sure. Is there a way that Tech, or sorry, is there a way that Washington and Oregon both get in? Uh, so Oregon would have to beat Washington. Yeah. If chaos ensues, can they both get in? I mean, you would definitely have to have Florida State lose. I think if Florida State loses, there's a chance for that. But it is would would both get in over Texas? I don't think That's Washington. I don't I, think Washington. Washington wouldn't get in over Texas if, they, if they lost because that in the past that conference championship's been like the, the first tiebreaker, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think either one would. I mean, if Oregon wins, obviously they're in, but I don't think even if chaos ensued, then I don't think they would Washington would get in over Texas. No, no way. But yeah. I, I'm, that's why I'm hoping for cuz I want to see how screwed up the committee is because that's what I'm hoping for Alabama beating Georgia. Like I, I'm going to be cheering hard this weekend. Yeah. Because- I think we're all rolling tide besides uh Parker Tuck, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I want, I want, we really haven't had chaos all year. We we deserve chaos. Yeah. You guys are violent. I kind of want this to be a clean process. <laughs> oh, no. No. This, th- th- this is the last of the, of the four team playoffs. So let's go out with a bang. Let's go up some controversy and then really prove that it should, it should have been 12 teams all along. Well, no, I'm a I'm a true staunch believer. It should only be four teams because twelve teams don't deserve a chance to win the playoff. Twelve teams aren't good enough. Um, if <clears throat> chaos does happen, this will give all those naysayers. It should have been twelve teams. No, that's bullshit. Like it, it should be hard. Like four teams is four teams is correct. Yeah. So you don't do you not like the March Madness? You don't like the NCAA? Do you think that should be like sixteen teams? No, because I think basketball <laughs> is completely different. Like you can, there will not be a Cinderella in football. If is, I will. There will not be a Cinderella in football as often as it is in basketball. And the reason we like March Madness so much is because we like seeing the Cinderella teams. We like seeing FAU and San Diego State beat teams like Kentucky, and we like seeing Lehigh beat Duke. Like that's what we enjoy to see. It's easier to do in basketball for sure. Um, you know, you get a matchup or two, or you get CJ McCollum, who's going to be one of the best shooting guards of like of his generation, just go crazy like against a Duke team. Um, that's not going to happen in football. I, I mean, like, no offense, if, if a Sun Belt team ever got in, they're probably going to get smacked. Well, I mean, every every year they're allowed in a New Year's Eve bowl, and I think they're like five hundred in those games. You know, Tulane beat USC last year. Uh, You know, there's several examples. Northern Illinois won one year. You know, so there's several examples of them coming through, but in the current, they don't have a chance right now. 
Like they have zero chance of winning a championship well, right now. Uh, I think I think they should have at least zero. a chance. It's still going to be about zero. It, it is. The one thing is, is like I, I heard people talking about it earlier this week, and it's kind of like, you know, the big game, Michigan-Ohio State isn't going to have as much um, interest. I mean, it's still going to be a big game. But because the new Big Ten, they're getting wi- they're getting rid of the conferences, right? So yeah, gonna, the div- divisions. Yeah, so they're yeah they're getting rid of the divisions. So it's going to be the two best teams, and most likely the way that the Big Ten's been playing out. Even though I know Washington and UCLA and um, USC and all of them are joining, but let's say it's Michigan Ohio State last game. That's usually the big game of the year. It's all everything riding on it. There's a good chance that they could just play the next week, um, and it's not going to have as much indication anymore because. Both are most likely going to get in with the with the twelve, the twelve team playoff. I I think it needs to be more than four, but it could definitely be less than twelve. Yeah, twelve is overkill. I could I could live with eight. Yeah, I could see eight. But I mean, it's just TV money. Because I I don't I don't think yeah that's true. Season matters as much anymore, or it's not going to matter as much moving forward. And I don't know if teams are going to. I mean, if you if you win your conference and you're already in, then what's the point of scheduling like tough out of conference games at the beginning of the year anymore? Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Well, money again. We, <laughs> we, we, we won't know for those. <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't know until both eight o'clock games are done, which the committee. I mean, they. I don't necessarily think they did that by design, but I always thought the Big Ten championship was one of the twelve o'clock. Um, games, but they probably also spread them out so then they can actually get eyes on them all. Um, I think, I think the committee probably does a good job of watching the games. But you look at like the AP poll; the AP poll is so jacked up, so many weeks. Those voters do not watch all of those games, and the AP poll is honestly like meaningless. They need to do away with it. Yeah, I it's agree. good for preseason. If you even say that, like, I don't even think it's that great for preseason. But well, it's, it's a preseason like poll. As soon as the playoff rankings come out, that this no one cares about the AP poll. Yeah. It's just it's 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 gone. No one cares. It's completely out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at these cards and let's donate something into the hat for the power parlay. So now in Oklahoma Barbecue, they will donate Georgia laying five and a hook. And Mercedes Benz. Um I'm gonna go Georgia Bama over fifty four and a half. I'm going Michigan twenty one and a half. Hmm. I, I did not come prepared for this. Sorry, guys. I'm kind of looking over my things right now. We've already got that over. I really like that one. Well, you know what? I've been on watching the Sun Belt all year. So let's get the Sun Belt under fifty three and a hook. Watch App State throw like fifty more points this week. Yeah, they're they're gonna score fifty four. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. All right. Um, you know, no, no, actually, ne- never mind. Never mind. Pull that. Sorry. I I don't want to okay. put my life on an under. I hate rooting for unders. It it just sucks. It's miserable to watch rooting for an under. Let's just get this over with, and we'll know right off the bat. Friday, Cusa Liberty over fifty six is my uh is my power parlay pick. I like it. Yeah, I like that. Get ahead That's of it, lo- really. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Let's recap these cards. Chase, thanks for joining us on this matinee of a Thursday. Um, he is on New, Me- New Mexico State Liberty over 56 and a half. Oregon laying nine and a hook in the Pac-12 championship. 
Texas getting out to a first a, a fast start, laying one and a half or laying seven and a half in the first quarter. Miami, Ohio, Toledo over 43 and a hook. Boise State plus two and a half. Georgia, Bama over 54 and a hook in Atlanta. SMU plus three at Tulane's home field. App State, Troy under 53. Florida State laying two and a hook in Charlotte. And then Michigan first half laying 10 and a hook. Now in Ocosa Barbecue, Georgia laying five and a half. Uh, Brett's card, Oregon, Washington over 65. Oklahoma State, Texas over 55. Georgia laying five and a half. SMU Tulane over 47. Very over heavy. FSU laying two and a hook, and then Michigan laying 21 and a half against Iowa. He doesn't think that Iowa's going to score, <laughs> which they might not. <laughs> and Marcus, my card, New Mexico State Liberty over 56 and a half. Washington plus nine and a half against Oregon. I'm going against Chase there. I'm also with Chase on Texas first half laying seven and a hook. Georgia laying five and a half with pretty much everybody. Georgia, Bama over 54 and a half, and then Iowa, Michigan under 35. Um, if Iowa doesn't score, Brett, that'll help me out. So we we can middle this game. Did we lose him? Yeah, I think I think Brett just um, <laughs> we did lose him. <laughs> All right, he's out. He, he he had a hard yeah. deadline there. <laughs> yeah, he he exited the chat room early. Okay, well, Chase, thanks again for joining us. Um, we will sign off. Hang tight. Um, we'll let Birdman and Lil Wayne take us out, and then we'll get this audio up. But thank you all again for listening to Half the Distance to the Goal. We appreciate the support um, for a great year betting, um, just up an insane amount of games. And I will talk to you guys next week.